Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. We got a lot more to do. Next up, uh, there are some, there are not that many interesting national voices in sports, but one of them is uh, a guy that Dog and I have been close to for a long time. He was a uh, Mike and the Mare Dog devotee, and he's uh, gone on to uh, bigger and better things. The sports guy, Bill Simmons, who has come in from California to join me on the show. Bill, my good friend, Bill Simmons. And especially for my uh, Mongo Nation buddies out there and the Francesicon people uh, who uh, love Bill. Bill, what's I going on? I didn't realize on? you were going to be a game show host. Uh, yeah, a little bit. You know, yeah, they have a, we had a fun contest. You know, we tried to, it's Christmas time, try to give away a little money. I love it. Very that. nice. You know, Jay came in from, Ca- from uh, Philly. Bill came all the way in from California to do this, folks. So uh, very nice of him. I did. All right, we got to talk a little. To start, your favorite subject. Yeah. Roger Goodell. Let's start there. Oh, no. How about this Jerry Jones, Roger Goodell fight? I mean, how, how nice. Now, you liked it when it was Kraft and, and your Patriots, because Bill likes everything Boston. Uh, but how about Goodell right now and what's going on in this league? Would, would you have re upped that W fan if they gave you the lifetime jet? How about the jet? You know what? Yes. Yes. Lifetime. A lifetime jet. Lifetime I've never. Jet. Presidents don't get a lifetime How jet. How much money is that? 50 million and a lifetime jet. That's, I mean, got, that's another that. 50 million a year. He, that is, think about how much you could use that jet. I mean, that is. Yeah, I would have stayed. I, I, actually, I would have worked, <laughs> I would have worked weekends or overnights. That, another 10 years. Uh, his hubris is unbelievable. It is. It's and amazing. he's really had a terrible decade. Well, you've had I'm, your major run ins with him, too. So, I, I mean, have. you know what he's like. You know, and he doesn't, he doesn't play. Fair, nor does he play easy. He plays to kill. Well, he, he is rough. And he also he negotiated a really good collective bargain agreement for himself. Great yeah, and for, and, for, and, for the, and for the owners. He and did. he can decide whatever he wants on any legal case without really any anybody fighting back on him. I think I, I I would vote for either Bob Iger, the guy who runs Disney, George Bodenheimer, or Jerry Jones for comedy's sake. You know, seventy-five-year-old Jerry Jones running the NFL would no, be Jerry, the funniest outcome. Jerry taking on him and playing the Al Davis role now is perfect. Yeah, I mean it's perfect. Except I don't know how many owners he actually has. I think Goodell's got the advantage, but it's going to be fun to watch because Jerry says he's not backing down. I mean, so we'll see how far he takes. Well, it seems but like he might have lost it, right? You know, he seems like he's he lost really control of the car it, keys a little bit. The question is, how far does he want to take it? Because they can't get him out of the league. They can say they can, but they no. can't get him out. Of the league. If you can't get rid of Donald Sterling, you no. can't get rid of. You any can't get rid of an owner. It's impossible. But let's get to more important things. Uh, now, Patriots. Yeah. All right. No, no, it's, uh, come on. Now. He likes oh him. We don't God. have to like him, but 
This year, are you still a believer this year now? Even uh, defense? Am I a believer in any football team this year? Yes, no. Like the Eagles are right now the, the favorite. They have a second-year coach that has not won a playoff game. They have a second-year quarterback. Good quarterback. And they're the Eagles. Yes. Like, if it's okay. But do you gonna, believe the I'm Pat defense dubious. is ready to play high not. enough level or no? I do not. I think it's like the 2008 season where there's no good team. And it just could be anybody. Remember 2008, like Kurt Warner and the Cardinals? They, they just kind of snuck into the Super Bowl and everybody's like, what the hell is going on here? I think it could be like one well, of those Pittsburgh's things. Pittsburgh's pretty good. Kansas City, they've already beaten them. But we know who's not going to be in there. Like, we know, like, Blake Bortles isn't going to be no. in there. We know, no. like, Case well, Tennessee not going to be there. Tennessee. Well, Tennessee. No, like, no you chance. can start crossing off teams. A lot of teams, gets, yeah. Or the Vikings. With, with, Carolina yeah, looks no pretty good. Who? Carolina looks pretty good. No? I, I, I liked Atlanta. Who would you I, bet on if your life depended on it? Right now? Yeah. And you could get a lifetime jet. You know what? I'm going to tell you who I think is going to be dangerous. Yeah. I know it's going to be crazy. The Rams. I think they're going like to be the dangerous. They are the soft schedule team, though. Yeah, I think they could have a home game, and if they do, they could be dangerous. In the AFC, I think Pittsburgh can't beat New England ever. No, so, I don't think and Kansas City's Pat's defense isn't good enough, so I actually think New England's probably going to win. What do the Giants fans want to do with Eli? You want to keep him, or is it time? You know, that's, that seems split. It depends where they draft. If they draft <laughs> right. high enough, they'll draft the quarterback. And then the question is, do they play him right away and get rid of Eli, which they did with Warner, or do they, or do they wait a couple of years? So that's going to be an interesting question. But we them. can't like blame this season on Eli. No, it's more, right. much bigger than that. Much, much, much I, bigger. I mean, than Eli's that. going to go down in history as the one guy who could who could beat the Patriots. Yeah, twice. And, hey, thank God for Eli. It really God bothers me. Thank really, God for really Eli. Could you me. imagine? Could you imagine Brady and Belichick if they had two more Super Bowls? I mean, my uh, God. I'd be even more. No, it would be It'd impossible. Be Let's talk to Celtics for a second, though. Yeah. Now, Bills love his what basketball. What do Celtics do? Hey, the Knicks are, you gotta say the Knicks are, the Knicks are having Knicks fun. Knicks are good. They're having fun. Knicks are good. When is? Porzingis is playing well. They, they're actually playing like a team. I mean, they're having some fun. Is there like, what is it, like a 1 in 100 chance LeBron comes next year? No, that's what I ask you. If the Celtics, now you know the Celtics. Oh, you don't want LeBron, okay. Now, if they don't want LeBron, you're out of your mind. I mean, come on. You nah, gotta, you, you gotta you talk take yourself him. into LeBron. Yeah, you have to take him. Yeah. But here, here's the situation. LeBron's Cleveland thing is a mess. Yes. He couldn't keep Irving who he needed to keep. By the way, Kyrie Irving is, playing, is great. flat out incredible. And if they had Haywood, big they could make the finals this year. I think they would yeah, make, the they might make the finals. And they anyway. might anyway. They yeah. might anyway. But LeBron sees the handwriting on the wall in Cleveland. Right. Where does he go if he sees Golden State here, Boston here? Does he go to L.A.? Does he go to Oklahoma City? Where does he go to try and fit in? <laughs> he definitely doesn't go to Oklahoma City. No, get rid of the other guys, though. Yeah. you got to get rid of the other uh, guys. Well, the, considering his kids are in school already in L.A. You think he goes to L.A.? I would say that's you usually go where you want to live where your kids live. That's one of the rules of being a parent. I think uh, I think the Lakers thing is already like under, the, so? under the table deal. You think yeah, he goes I there? Do. When they traded D'Angelo Russell to the Nets right. and basically just got back the 27th pick and Brook Lopez's contract, that was fishy. Like, they really wanted to get rid of salary. And then now they're going to try to get rid of Lou Dang. And I think, uh, I think LeBron goes. You know, Cleveland might up. not make the finals this year. They, they actually might. He might not be able to take them there. He actually Cleveland's relying on Isaiah to... Thomas with his broken hip. Yeah, it's not going to Or whatever's yeah. wrong. And, and, like, and, and Dwayne Wade. Dwayne rejuvenation. Dwayne Wade is old. I mean, he really is. So, but you saw it on Monday night, though. When yeah. LeBron flicks the switch, it's, it's trouble. He still does. Yeah. But Porzingis is playing great. You know that? He's really yeah. doing a good job. And right. the point guard might be able to play. We don't know yet. 
They need one more wing player, and then they're going to at least have a legitimate. They have a team for the first time in a while, at least. I liked when the point guard stood up to LeBron. So I. I watched that. You know, it, it was very yeah. for the French. It was an and Cantor also. And yeah. Cantor at least acted like a teammate for a yeah, change. Cantor. He acted like a I teammate. Like Cantor. He did. Yeah. Now you couldn't put him on the floor late in the game because you can't guard anybody. But you know, that's the problem. I, I'll tell you another thing. Tim Hardaway Jr. If he was making like thirty-three million, you'd like him. I like him. He happens to be making million. seventy-two. Yeah, but, seventy-two is ridiculous. Uh, I still, it's still like he's not a bad player. They're fun to watch. It's, it's uh, you know, it's what is it? How many years has it been since they made the finals? Eighteen. The Knicks. It's yeah. Been about, it's been. It's been the last time they were. It's good, one of the worst good, runs. The last time they were good, Dog and I were still together. So I mean, it's a long time ago. <laughs> and I you mean, liked each other. Long, well, we always liked each other. That's <laughs> yeah. You grew up no, on Mike and the Mad Dog. This myth. Created by people like you that dog and I didn't like get me. along. What do you mean like me? I mean, no. well, you're the one who used to do the whole. It was like a marriage. Shit. You know, explain to people what you used to do, driving down to the Jersey Shore, mimicking the show. No, the it wasn't. Way. It was always an homage. Okay. okay. It was always an homage. We had never heard anything like you when my, when uh, I was in college and you guys were on and and radio at that point was it was always like either one person or four people, and nobody ever talked like our friends talked. And then you guys were there, and like you were mismatched. Dogs from you guys were from different parts. Dogs yeah. didn't even like New York sports. Right, hated New York sports. I Preppy think, guy who didn't like New York sports. I think I wrote that you sounded like if Yogi Bear grew up in the Bronx. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, and dog. I mean, you can't even describe what dog sounds like. He sounds like Elmer Fudd on Helium. Yeah, and you guys would just you would have these radio segments where. All of a sudden, you would go through the NFL schedule and try to figure out each game. Hey, all right, week four, wait, Jacksonville. Wait, can we do that or not? Listen, you tried no, to pick. Against, you tried to it. pick against me a couple of times. I know. You know I got. That, I yeah. got murdered. You got killed. So. You've got your. So we actually know who's going to win and Italian. lose. We know, know. who's going to. We actually know who's going to win. We, we but, did that. We actually got it right. But we would. Our favorites was when, whenever you guys didn't talk about sports, and you talk about like the Oscars. And I remember listening. 94 when it was like Pulp Fiction, Forrest Gump, <laughs> and that cat, and you guys were so into it. Hey, dog. And we hadn't seen the movies, it's, which it's, was even worse. It's, uh, I have not seen Shawshank, but uh, it sounds oh, excellent. You just picked I Dog's favorite Hanks. movie of all time. Well, you hadn't seen it. Dog's favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Well, he went and saw Tootsie nine straight days, though. I mean, that, he did do that. <laughs> You ever hear that story? No. Dog got fired in Orlando doing radio and went and saw Tootsie for nine straight days. Just kept watching it and buying popcorn and watching it for nine straight days. <laughs> but I think, like, you know, is when people are innovative and then they've been around a while, people forget that they were actually, you know, that when they started doing whatever they were doing, trying it was to say completely I'm original. Is that what you're trying to say? No. I'd say I'm saying you should get more credit. Oh, thank you. I'm sucking up to you in front oh, of 2,200 people. That's very nice here. Very um, nice here. But what you guys were doing with the back and forth just hadn't been seen. It was the same thing when Kornheiser and Wilbon went to PTI. They did. And it was like, wow, I've never seen this. These guys are like my friends. They're on TV. They're arguing. And I, I think that was, you know, what really captivated people. And and how and what do you got going on? What what new plans do you have? You, Bill is one of the, you know, at his time at ESPN, he took them into a great place. I yeah. mean, a lot of thirty thirty stuff was Bill's idea. All that stuff. We have a big all under those the giant ideas. documentary coming. You did for a great job. HBO. Bill Bill's got Thank better you. ideas on documentaries than anybody. What do you got going on? We have uh, this Andre the Giant documentary that's coming for HBO. Andre the Giant? Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that it's an hour long? Awesome. No, it's two hours. It's two like, hours? Almost two hours, yeah. On Andre the Giant? Yeah. And then uh, TheRinger.com, we got sports, pop culture, tech, all that stuff. And then pocket, we have a whole podcast network, my podcast, which, you know, the podcast format, I think, has 
in a lot of ways, it's not replacing radio, but I think it's taken radio in a lot you of ways. You like doing directions. a podcast? I love it. I See, love I've going never for done, an hour. I've never done a podcast. They said that I did a podcast. No, that's a, no you did Katie Nolan's. Well, one day. Yeah, I mean, I've never you done one myself. Po- you just said you'd, well, I mean, you've I've never, never, done your I've own never podcast. originated a podcast. Right. I was a guest on a podcast. But you that never did true. mine, and then you did Katie Nolan's, and well, it was like you should just because pick me my in the producer teeth. is friends with Katie Nolan's producer. That's why I did it. My feelings. I would have done you a podcast. You didn't ask me. No, that's first of all, you wouldn't do a thirty for thirty or anything. That's when I true. Was there. That's it. I, I didn't do the twenty fifth year. I didn't do the twenty. Not doing anything for them. I ruined the retrospective. All of a sudden, you're doing a thirty for thirty with Dog. Well, Dog asked me to do it, so I, just, you know, I'm like, you know, who I really did it? I did it for Dog, but I also did it because right. my kids asked me to do it. What was that? Now you're glad yeah. you did it. Yeah, I am. I now really it's a document. Yeah, so that's why it's there forever, which is the reason. But the podcast. What they do is they chop up shows and treat them like podcasts. Yours yeah. is an original thought. I don't like that. Podcast. How many podcasts do you do a week? I usually do three a week, and we do some other ones on, on how long our is the, How network. long is a, is a regular podcast? like an hour, hour 20. Like I had this author named Ta-Nehisi Coates on today, and we went for like 90 minutes. But it wasn't like it was intentional. It just kind of went. Sometimes you have to go with how long it goes. I'm going to be interested to see what your next move is, because I'm sure it's going to be something digital. And... Well, you, I don't know. I want your picks. You already said to me, dummy, have, this is what, I got an email this week that said, dummy, why have you not consulted me yet? Well, I, who was that from? That was from me. Yes. I expected to be yeah. consulted. <laughs> Just like, I said, I haven't done anything yet. So why have I, I don't have to consult anybody yet. I'm still, I'm still fielding offers. I have a lot of experience and know-how yes, knowledge you do. with this stuff. No, Just you, like hey, you listen, with, with NFL I'm pretty teams. Good, I'm pretty good making deals. You have made some whoppers. So, I mean, <laughs> listen. I mean, you, <laughs> you have taken some people to the cleaners. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, so, well, so I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen. You remind me. I see Bernie Williams over there. I, right. I forgot when Bernie Williams used the Red Sox as a pawn to get a giant hey. contract from the Yankees. Hey. Yeah, you know you did it. He came. Went, listen, he, went, he went out a couple dates with the Red Sox. I, so he was like, oh, I might sleep with him. You are right. Bernie went and used the Red Sox. And you then thank, God, thank God he called George at the last minute and said, George, I don't want to go. And he said, here's one more million dollars. Now sign a deal. You as a Red Sox? I mean, come on. That would have been terrible. Think about it. He's Oh, God. Hey, Bernie's oh. agent's like, Bernie, just, Bernie just needed hold it, hold it. We're going to get That's this. It. We're going to get this. Please. Big Poppy's a Red Sox, okay? Bernie Williams is a Yankee. That's the difference. I agree. I agree. My feelings aren't hurt anymore, but they were hurt for like eight years. But well, he, did, said, he said, did use them. He did use he them. He totally yeah. used them. Absolutely. You said Big Poppy was the number one, was he the number one Boston athlete you were afraid of? Or do we have to go back to Russell? Well, my favorite of all time was John Havlicek. Oh, Hondo. And the most underrated guy. Okay. We had a dog named Hondo. My brother Marty. Uh, you named your dog after a Boston athlete? No, my athlete? brother Marty did. Who it loved sounded the, like my, you did. My younger brother, who was a very good basketball player and is gone, he loved the Boston Celtics more than life. And wore 17. I still have 17 on my email because of him. Yeah. And he wore 17 and loved John Havlicek. He had a big poster of John Havlicek over his bed. And we had a dog. A little black spitz named Hondo. So named after John Havlicek. So I told John Havlicek this one time in the elevator, who's a wonderful guy, very humble, and I think the most underrated basketball player of all time. Oh, yeah. John Adam Havlicek. 13th. Killer. Absolutely a killer. You know, you know who he reminds me of? Roger Starbuck reminds me of John, Havl- John Havlicek. Yeah, the same kind of guy, great in the big game, 
understated, very humble, clutch. but clutch, unbelievable. Bernie's you know the same old, clutch, humble, now we're, great we're done with Bernie. Spot. I'm not, yeah. still mad at Bernie. Yeah, I got but, mad again. I, look, I saw him over there. But Hondo was the guy. But let me say this. Big Poppy used the Yankees like a rag doll. I mean, it was the, the only guy right. I ever saw the Yankees afraid of was Big Poppy. They never could get Manny, him out. Manny, Manny sometimes. Was, yeah, but Manny was just, you just knew. Manny didn't even know what day it was. He just knew he was going <laughs> to hit a double. I mean, that's it. You know, he didn't even know he was playing, but he still go out there and hit a yeah, home run. When they were accusing Manny of doing PDs, I was like, Manny can't even remember to cash the checks <laughs> in his, that he gets well, in the mail. Tell He's going to do PDs. That, right. Tell him that Manny, one day at a sports car, all the checks fell out of the glove compartment. Yeah, he had right? like 10 game checks in his right. glove compartment. 140000 like, a yeah, piece. Yeah, it was like $2 million. They fell out of, $2 million fell out he of the glove compartment. He had it in there like it was like his mobile gas card or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Manny is, he was out there. I mean, yeah. that's, that is a savant. That I, is the, the hitter, idiot savant of all time. He just I love that dude. Stone great hitter. I remember there was one trade deadline where they were going to trade him and they held him out of the lineup and then the trade fell through and then they pinch hit him in the ninth inning with guys on base and it was like a 100% chance he was going to get a hit. It was like the classic Manny roller coaster ride, gets the hit, wins the game. We all loved him and then he basically quit on the I'll, team and I didn't even care. I'll tell you the worst Boston story I ever had. Roe and I are in Boston for a wedding. And then the Yankees that night, Bernie, remember this, game three, Bernie, of the series, you're up three love. You beat the Red Sox 19 to eight on Saturday night. You remember oh, yeah. that third game? Roe and I, I had to come back and do the NFL program in the morning. So Roe and I drove home from Boston at four o'clock in the morning. We're listening to Boston sports talk. Yeah, it was, and it was not Here are the whiny Red Sox fans. We're never going to beat the Yankees in our lives. I will never see the day. Uh, you know, they know how to win. We don't. Went on for all the way to New York. The next night, I'm doing my mic'd up show on NBC at 11.30, and the game is still on, game four. And Jim Bell, uh, who went on to produce the Today Show, was my producer. He created the show with me. And I said, Jim, as soon as Mariano gets the last out, just tell me in my ear, and I can say the Yankees won, you know, won game four, and they moved on, because they had the lead. Yeah. Next thing he goes, well, there's a little problem. We know what happens. The yeah. walk, the stolen base, the base hit, and then I later on. Tell the whole story. Keep and, going. No, no, I can't do it anymore. Then what happened? And then game four, then game five, which they blow a two-run lead. Then right. game six, they have no one to pitch, so they pitch Lieber against Ceiling with the bloody that was shot. The slap. And then game seven, I sat in that stadium, and it was 8 nothing in the second inning. And I had to sit there next to Eddie Coleman for seven innings, Eddie on one side with his father's mitt from 1910, and, <laughs> and Dog on the other side just hammering me for seven innings, and the Yanks are losing choking the worst series of all time and I have to sit there and the only pleasant moment I got in the night was when Pedro Martinez decided to stick his head in the game and I always killed Pedro for it and he told me later he didn't want to come in the game so, no, it's a, the so I actually had to take in. it back yeah but he came in and I'm like what is he doing in this game we were and Bernie hit the ball off the top of the wall off him and thank God at least they got a couple of runs it was the only thing that made the night even palpable I had to sit there for three hours while the Red Sox fans kept coming into the building in droves and the Yankee fans went out the door it was and the they lost the biggest choke of all time that four game series it was the Washington Generals beating the Globetrotters. Oh, it was the worst. We had my whole and life. I go we had back no to chance. 1908, driving home, and the Red Sox fans whining that they couldn't win. And Boston sports got tougher and got a little chip. And all of a sudden, they've won ever since then. It's like they've never been the same since that moment when they broke through on the Yankees. We were kind of the 
little brother. Yeah. And you guys were the big brother that just made us feel bad all the time. Still off. It's, <laughs> no, it's pretty equal. Pretty I don't equal. know. We, we want some titles to pretty share. Pretty equal. The Yankees, though, like when the Yankees are good, it does feel like the universe says align correctly. Yeah. Like it's when like, they came back in the playoffs, like, oh, this makes sense. Aaron Judge is 6'8 and can jump over the wall and hit 58 homers. It homers. just feels like there's a natural order to things. Unfortunately, it feels like that for the Patriots now, which we're like sick of. You know, we've seen enough well, of that. You know? that Brady is now, you know, figured out how not to age. All right. It's unbelievable. Give me the, give me the greatest Boston athletes of all time in order, because I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Number one. Bill Russell. Bill Russell. Number two. Uh, Tom Brady. Number three. Um... Can Auburn yeah. pass three? No. Well, are we going apex or career? Career. Not, not apex. No, career. Uh, Where does Ted Williams get it? Then probably Ted Williams. Ahead of Orr? Yeah, because Orr was basically nine years. If you go up and down the streets, who's the most popular guy? Bobby Orr or Tom? Anybody pass Bobby Orr in terms of popularity? No, Brady's. Brady's. Brady's, Brady's a god. The, the Flakegate. Now, now he's even bigger. Who's the guy in New York? You. Who's the number one? Of all time? No, like right now. Who's the guy in New York? Who would be the well, most? Right like, now we're in kind of a. Right, right now we're in kind of a. You know, we're in kind of a. Is it Jeter? Well, it was Jeter for a long time. I mean, it, what, Jeter had it, but right now we're kind of in a state of. It's going to be Judge. I mean, he, he's very quickly, and Porzingis is going to move up, and then we got we need a couple of new football guys. You know, as Eli gets old, we're going to need some new football guys. So if you it's right now, it's right now. You know, it would be. Judge would move up very quickly. It was Jeter forever. So if you Jeter. could protect for the next 15 years, right. you can have Judge or Porzingis. I, I would take Judge for one reason. Because Porzingis at 7-4, I just worry about him being injured all the time. It's just whether you beat up that body. It's not a normal body at that size. If he's healthy, he will have an incredible career. I just don't know if he's going to be healthy. Judge is going to be healthy. He's going to be healthy. You know? It is. The, the, what is Porzingis? 7'4"? Seven, 7'4", four? Seven, four, yeah. He's got that kind of Rick Smith's, like, he'd worry about his feet. But he's a better knees. athlete, too, though. He's yeah. a better athlete. I actually would take Porzingis. I, I think he has. I think it's him and Giannis. Now, how big is Big Poppy now in Boston? Where does Big Poppy fit in in Boston? Oh, he's now? God. Yeah, he's in the he's top. He's on that all-time list, in, right? It's not a Mount Rushmore, but it's but, like a nightclub. He's he's up there, yeah. All right, what, what's, what, what would you say about uh, what's going on in L.A. these days? Now that Bill lives in, on, out in L.A. So, so the, the interesting thing, a couple of things with L.A. One is uh, the Lonzo Ball thing is surprisingly um, giant all the time, and I don't really understand it. He's not that good. How about His dad's the family annoying, now that was thing yeah. happened in China? Does that affect the family a lot, the China I, thing? I think people are hoping they would trade uh, LeVar for the three UCLA kids. Well, I like, mean, Trump yeah. would, But uh, I don't think that... I think that got vetoed. And now they, um, they suspended them, but at least they're home. You know, they, they yeah, didn't get thank, banished somewhere. Thank God we can finally all but sleep in. But has that affected the Ball family out there? Uh, now, nah, people, they're more... They love Lonzo. The Laker fans, like, really want, like, a next... Somebody. They're a lot like the Knicks fans. Like the Knicks fans now have a lot riding on Porzingis. They really need this to happen. And I think the Laker fans are like that. The funny part is the Rams, though, because as you said, the Rams might be the best have team the in the NFC. Have the Rams put on there? No, at all. not at no all. No one even cares, no, right? They could care less. They don't even care. They Dodgers, don't care they at care. All. Dodgers, Dodgers, they care. Dodgers, Lakers, and Lakers. That's it. And, the, and UCLA, USC, and Lakers even bigger than Dodgers, right? In terms of when they're going, uh, going to would be that, Lakers, right? The Dodgers has the generations. The Dodgers the goes back generation. to like the 40s Larry King sitting there. Yeah. They got yeah. Larry propped up in the first seat next to Mary Hart. Yeah. Well, and the, and the Dodgers also has... <laughs> Larry thinks he's doing an infomercial. He doesn't even know there's a game on. I don't... 
he might not be alive. <laughs> uh, but the Dodgers also has the New York fan base too, and the does. people who well, like hey, listen, their dads are Brooklyn, Brooklyn fans. Dodger fans now are like a hundred. You realize? Yeah. That? I mean, you know that. Well, but some of them, the sons of the dads, are in there too. But yeah, I would say those top Can two. Can you get it? Being in Boston. Yeah. Being in New York. Being in Philly. Can you ever get any day? Can you ever get? wake up and get that kind of sports intensity that you get here, no way. like on Monday when everyone wants to hang the coach, can you ever feel that palpable no. hatred and, and anger in L.A.? Well, you can't feel anything in L.A. because everyone's in their cars. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but I think it's the combination, New York, Boston, Philly, Chicago, these, the, the Washington, these cold weather cities. So you're already in a bad mood because the odds are it's going to be bad weather. But then you're also around people and you can see like, you know, the day of the game, you see like the jerseys and the hats and you kind of, everybody's on the same team. It's like being in a so game. So why do you live there other than the fact that it's 80 degrees and beautiful every day? It's, and, and, and sports. They come on three hours earlier. Yeah. I the baseball I, I comes out at four like o'clock. It's incredible. I don't know if I like that. Well, you're doing your show. You, you wouldn't like it. you passion for that? But I mean, do you, do you ever miss being in the East or no? I do. I miss. I miss it a lot. I miss it with stuff like I mean, the fact that under, you know, he'll text me and say, he'll te he'll email me and say I'm walking on the beach in Malibu. No, like, no, yeah, I yeah, yeah, never yeah, said that. Yeah, yeah. No, but I think the difference between here and L.A. is that there's nobody in L.A. that could get 2,200 people to come. I took my I took my wife to Santa Monica and she, I couldn't get it back. I mean, right, my yeah. wife she wanted to stay in. She wanted to go to Brentwood and buy a house right right that minute. I mean, when we were in California, it's a mellow life, New York. You know, the, the weather's part, unbelievable. Part of what makes New Yorkers great is you're constantly in conflict and you're walking on frozen spit in the sidewalk and you're trying to get a cab and it's just you're, you're fighting the elements all the time it's not kurt russell and, you know <laughs> it's i mean escape it's, from you know, new york. it's not this dreary movie i mean come on it was escape from new york yeah. science fiction i could i could never tell no, it was real as a matter yeah. of fact well yeah. listen nice of you to come thank you very much and you got to come do a show before i leave yes okay? i'm doing one show before Bill i leave. Simmons, everybody congratulations thank you very much bro